Hello out there. Samatano, Sahanulchbeno. Greetings from Ulambatar to the podcast community. Uh, this is Modern Mongolia podcast. And my name is Donna. In this podcast, we will reveal about the lived experience of foreigners in Mongolia. And welcoming um, our very first episode, I myself will be my own guest and I will share you my recent re-entry experience to my own country, to Mongolia, and how I'm having reverse culture shock. And I will also share with you why I started, why I decided to start this podcast. And um, first of all, I would like to ask your excuse for my unprofessional hosting skill. I'm working on my articulation skill. And I, in addition, I apologize for my awkward silences that might occur. I anticipate so. Let's get started. So I want to give you a current update of what's happening in Mongolia. So today it's a 21st day of strict lockdown since November 11th. It has been extended for 10 more days like three days ago so according to the regulation we are not allowed to go outside except the emergency situation and going for food going out for food like going for grocery and going for pharmacy and most of the people are uh, working from home of working online of course there the economic situation here is really really bad Many people lost their job, lost their income. Um, overall, the situation is pretty bad here in Mongolia. Uh, as of today, uh, there are around 800 cases are registered and government is trying really hard to track down all the cluster cases and keep it under their hand. There is one very distinctive measure taken by the government here is that uh, selling of all type of alcoholic drinks is prohibited and you cannot buy beer, wine, vodka, nothing from the start. The main argument is that during the lockdown everyone gets to stay at home and domestic violence rate is pretty high here because I know out of like not out of like all all cases of the domestic violences are caused by the alcohol because many many people are dependent physically dependent on uh, from alcohol here it's a very severe situation there was a very famous joke among mongolians like 3 4 years ago it says that in mongolia every family has following three types of people shaman um, member of Oriflame scheme and alcoholic. Mm, from this joke, you can see that mm, shamanism is very popular in Mongolian community, Mongolian culture. The so-called multi-level ma- marketing scheme, the Oriflame, is very very popular also here. And alcoholism. It is true that every family has a one member who is addicted to alcohol. Back to the current situation. Uh, generally, people have uh, mixed feelings about this lockdown. Uh, for me personally, I think this is not really being a very efficient way to track down the cases. And 
I don't know, I just feel like it's not working very well. And many people are criticizing government's decisions and measures because it's very, very not stable. Like they decide on one measure today in the morning and next day in the morning they cancel it. And uh, besides being very unpe unprepared, what what is driving people crazy is that they're just not being decisive and professional. So this kind of critical discourse is going on online, on Twitter, on Facebook. It's like crazy. So let's stop here for now and let me introduce myself. Um, I'm a cultural anthropologist to be. Well, because I'm not uh, officially a cultural anthropologist on a paper. I'm currently a master's candidate at Ötvüş Lorand University in Budapest. Um, before my master's, I earned a bachelor's degree in business administration here in Ulaanbaatar. After that, I worked for a corporate job for four years in the health and in a telecommunication company. Then I had that feeling of I need I needed to take a time off and have a quote-unquote soul-searching period. At that moment, I happened to find a Gnostic anthropology course. It was four years ago that I first time heard the word anthropology, but I never imagined that I could like pursue and study it in an academic way. Back then, I was uh, looking for a way to study abroad. I was applying for a couple of scholarships, and luckily I got granted a Hungarian government scholarship to study a cultural anthropology. And I, in 2018, I moved to Budapest um, to study. And just talking about Budapest, it's such a wonderful city so poetic like it's like a fairy tale city i really like i i love budapest um during my study i started my research about how cultural identity of mongolians take shift and uh, take another shape in budapest so at the moment i'm uh, writing my thesis and i'm planning to submit it by next spring my two-year study program of master has finished last September and I flew back to Ulaanbaatar in September. Um, I spent uh, 21 days in a quarantine in a hotel room. Uh, it was one of a kind of experience and finally I got released. Uh, Mongolians are using the word uh, to be released to describe getting out of the quarantine as if we are released out of jail, like we were saying that. etc. Then I had uh, about a month of free life in UB. Then again, this street lockdown happened. Back in Budapest since in March, I have been living in a quarantine. It was not a strict lockdown, it was curfew restriction in Budapest. Now it's even more strict here. So it's basically I'm living from quarantine to quarantine, but who isn't? Like everyone is having difficulty today because of this pandemic and some people are 
experiencing in worse situations, so I'm aware of that. Well, re-entering to my own country, my own culture, I was kind of feeling alienation from my friends and from my community. From the psychological point of view, this state is called reverse cultural shock. Uh, it's a state of anxiety, alienation and disappointment when someone re-enters back to his own country after living in abroad um, for a certain period of time. Most people know about initial culture shock, it's quite self-explanatory. When you leave your home country and enters a host uh, country, it's a totally new culture, totally new community. So your pre-established norms, social norms and cultural ideals are contested. So that causes shock to us. And there are dozens of how-tos and tricks and tips to deal with this uh, phenomenon. However, about the reverse culture shock, it's not really discussed enough. Our cultural identity is, of course, changed a lot after assimilating to the host country at a certain level. It is said that reverse culture shock is much more difficult to deal with uh, rather than the initial culture shock. Because it's unexpected, no one imagined to have a culture shock when they go back to their homeland. Talking about homeland, this reverse culture shock is also um, caused by the concept of homeland that we have. Because oftentimes um, we have this idealized and uh, selectively remembered memories of our homeland. We mostly have this positive and emotional sentiment uh, back to our home country. As a nostalgia, for example, uh, when I was in Budapest living with my two roommates who were also two other Mongolian girls, we always used to, you know, listen to Mongolian songs, cook Mongolian traditional dishes every weekend, and uh, watch Mongolian old movies together, etc. So we were also doing that, idealizing our home country. But at the same time, we are also assimilating into Hungarian culture and in general into European culture. So after I came back, my sense of belonging was very vague. I felt like I was in a gray zone because I was quite detached from my friends and colleagues in Mongolia. And when I came back, I got geographically far from my recent friends and recent close relationships in Budapest and um, even though I was having video call and chat it was becoming less and less frequent and long conversations were turning into kind of exchange of couple of emojis so that was when I felt like I no longer belong to neither of the community. Uh, for sure, there was a lot of change, change that happened in Mongolia and the fact that I was not a part of it was making me feel like I'm, I was a foreigner in Mongolia. In other words, I felt invisible. Uh, I was having a thought of like, oh, I got too westernized and, and uh, definitely I need uh, some time to assimilate back to be Mongolian again. I think it's also common phenomenon that happens to other Mongolians who came back. Of course, 
so many people are coming back and re-entering to Mongolia after like living, I don't know, like 10 or 20 years later. So I think this is very common and I think it also needs to be talked about and discussed about. Reverse culture shock is not the whole big chunk of thing that hits me. Uh, it was rather like uh, so many little things that uh, had me a feeling of like, whoa, this is different than what I got used to. Just for an example, it's not a very fundamental thing uh, that is causing a big problem, but still, for example, I really like to have a, a chocolate croissant uh, in the morning with my coffee and it's uh, not possible to find a croissant from regular supermarkets because it's uh, not a common culture to have croissant instead we have so many different baked goods but i still kind of want my croissant community here is quite collectivistic in a way and family is very important and the very first and closest community is our family here so i feel like uh, i need to um, update about my life like very very often to my parents though I'm living with my cousin um, so for some cases people are a bit nosy individualism and privacy is not very important priority here to share you a recent story um, it was like I think two weeks ago uh, it was already we were already in a lockdown and I had to go to my parents house and I walked uh, like two kilometers distance and of course I was wearing my mask and everything and I took a picture of pictures of the empty streets and it felt very uh, unreal and very unusual to me so I posted it on my Facebook and my neighbor was commenting on that picture like hey why are you going outside and you should stay in inside etc I felt like oh it's none of your business uh, I have my reason to go out and I'm staying cautious and I'm staying safe so like why are you saying this to me it's none of your business yeah this happened recently what else I cannot classify my ways like I cannot uh, throw away my trashes in separate bins like paper, plastic bags, etc. because I, I want to do that but it's not possible here because there's no um, waste recycling system here and uh, I know it might sound, sound like a banter of disappointment or uh, unfulfilled expectation but I just need to mention it that men here just seldomly opens the door for ladies and don't get don't expect to get in the line just because you're a lady and I know that some women some of my classmates who are uh, feminists and um, they feel kind of uh, offense when they get the door opened for them by men um, it's kind for them it's one form of imposing the gender expectation well, but for me personally, as I am not feminist, I like that and I kind of expect men to open the door for me and um, walk in after me. So this is quite a controversial topic. So let's just talk about it. Let's discuss about it. So here in Mongolia, I, most of the time I end up holding the door for others, for men also like 
I do that all the time. Well, enough of my whining now. Um, going to the moving on to the anthropologic perspective, I see that as my normal routines and daily rituals are systematically disrupted, disrupted, that I can no longer sustain my normalized structure of comfortability. And of course, there is a huge influence from this lockdown and restriction uh, measures and not being allowed to do things, not being allowed to go outside, not being allowed to have wine, a little bit of wine, and it's affecting in a huge level. Social life, like collective mobility is restricted and most importantly, it is not allowing me to proceed, to adapt myself, to replace and reshape my uh, routine. So aspect of this uncertainty is causing a struggle to build up a new routine. So my current state can be described as like constant perplexment. I feel like this could this this word could describe my state right now. Maybe not only me, every many people might resonate with that. I realized that I really realized that knowing what to do in the future and having certainty of up, upcoming events are very important to construct our daily life and construct our reality around. And seems like I can only deal with just taking time and trying to focus more on the present moment in these times. And just today I read that article about like on the economist.com uh, the title was mindfulness is use useless in pandemic and it was um, just actually about this concept of having a certainty and planning things and like having a to-do list gives us this psychological pleasure rather than doing that activities in real so I think we all are missing that that's it. Um, that's what I wanted to talk about uh, for this uh, very first episode of this podcast. And uh, at last, as a cultural anthropologist, I got curious about experiences of foreigners who live in Mongolia. Um, after I came back and I was having this struggle, I felt that I wanted to know about how do they assimilate or maybe not simulate and how do they make friends how do they navigate socially and how do they deal with inevitable cultural shocks and just share their story to the world uh, in addition to that uh, when I was living in Budapest every single time I introduced myself that I I was from Mongolia people really really got excited and like very got very curious to know about how life is like in Mongolia and I realized that actually there is uh, it's really not talked about in English and there's really really I don't know tiny almost no resources of reading in English about Mongolian culture and stuff and expats or immigrant community is really small here and seems a bit closed Many people have that exotic and romantic idea of Mongolians, very stereotyped, um, 
us being a nomad and wandering and living freely in the wild I just wanted to say that that is a single side of the story so we just need to discuss about also about our representation uh, international image how we are represented in the media in the art etc so I wanted to draw the awareness and just um, share the simple stories that is happening here okay this concludes our first episode we'll meet again next time with our first real guest and if you would like to share your story of living in Mongolia please contact me and thank you very much for listening goodbye until next time bye